Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 13. When you rock, you know you gotta roll. I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Max as my guest on my show. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Yeah, so uh, today we're gonna be talking about rock and roll, but before we do that, we want to learn a little bit more about Max, so why don't you tell the audience or the listeners about yourself? Alright, well, uh, I'm 23, I'm in a band called Triple Murder, I'm a lead guitar player, and I've been playing guitar my whole life, and rock and roll is just one of those things that's been there for a real long time and it made you who you are today right for the most part yeah so uh based well you already said the topic which is rock and roll how did you get introduced to rock and roll oh the funny story is uh it all started when uh my parents broke up when i was a kid so i was living with my mom and uh she played like top 40 radio stuff from the early 2000s and and all that. And then I moved in with my dad when I was about 10. I knew I knew what rock and roll was, but I never really understood what it was. So he gave me a bunch of CDs with like old Metallica and in excess and like Megadeth and stuff like that and ACDC. So that's how I got into it. And when did you get into guitar? Did uh, you rock and roll? Probably around the same time. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the moment you start playing rock and roll, like you listen to rock and roll, you picked up the guitar at the same time? I always thought guitar was like the coolest thing in the freaking world. So it's, uh, I saw my dad playing a guitar once and I was like, why don't you show me something? And then boom, it was done. Was it hooked. a hooked? Was it an acoustic guitar or an electric guitar? It was actually an acoustic guitar, a really cheap $90 acoustic guitar that was sitting in my sister's closet that I would sneak in and play every now and then. And she would never notice. Yeah, if she did, I'd probably get a couple licks. <laughs> um, do you still have that guitar today? Uh, no, sadly, it fell and it broke. So, and it I, fell, or did you like smash it? It fell, and then it, and then the back came off of it, and then I ended up smashing it. It was a lost cause, I, and I'm I guessing. Think. Do you remember the first guitar you bought with my own money? Yeah. Uh and did you name it? Did I name it? <laughs> Both questions. Yes. No. <laughs> oh, man. That's a good question. First guitar I ever bought. Her name was Lucy. It was one. Uh, I, I can tell you the first guitar that I named. Okay, let's go with that first. Yeah. All right. So it was a Dean ML guitar. I think it was from the late 80s or something. It was an import. It was pretty cheap. But I put googly eyes on it and, uh, and it cra- I cracked the neck on it. And then I and then it dropped and it broke the neck on it. And so one of the eyes fell out, so I called it One Eyed Wanda. That's a pretty awesome name. It's classy. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> and do you still have it today or is it? Yeah, yeah. Out? I really gotta get it fixed though. It's fixable, <laughs> but it's quite the fucking mess right now. What color was it? Uh tobacco burst guitar. So it was like uh like a Kind of like the color of your floor, which is like a light brown, like a light brown with like it gets darker, more reddish towards the uh, outside of the guitar. It's pretty beautiful. Couple couple pictures of it on Facebook. Now, you don't only just play rock and roll. You also do heavy metal. Is that correct? Yeah, they kind of go hand in hand in some respects. But yeah, rock and roll, blues, heavy metal, funk. So that means we're going to have you back on the show for all those other ones as well, right? Hell yeah, man. Yeah, because you know what? You want people to know more about these hobbies and especially heavy metal and rock and roll. And mm-hmm. based off of that, uh, what does rock and roll rock and roll mean to you? Oh, man, it's almost everything. If you think about it, it's a really good influence in, in most people's lives. 
you know, as opposed to listening to, I'm not going to be super biased and sound like an old man, but by all means be biased. New, this is your show. New trap music and stuff like that kind of influences the wrong sort of generation into, you know, in well, it doesn't influence the wrong generation. It's more like it's influencing this generation in not a really good way because it's really lacking thought and lyrical uh, engineering. You know, I completely agree with you on that. I'm in the exact same boat. Who wants to listen to a song that has one word in it, you know? And a bunch of mumbles. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking about that, the creation of music, do you write your own lyrics and create your own melodies or are you more of a cover artist? Uh, yeah, at a, at a very young age, I realized the importance of uh, also learning covers, but mostly you got to start writing your own music at a young age and understand composition and uh, uh, lyricism. Okay. Yeah, because okay. you got to be original. If, you know, anybody can play covers, right? Yeah. You got you to gotta really set yourself apart. Absolutely. And when you're creating your songs, do mm -hmm. you do the lyrics first or the melody first? Oh, uh, literally, it's either either one, which, whichever comes first. I mean, mostly in, in, in a band situation, we'll write a song and then uh, we'll write lyrics to the song. And then sometimes the lyrics won't fit, so we'll change the song in the end and mix it while one cohesive thing, you know? Okay. And... This might be a little tough question. How long does it usually take you to create a new song? Lyric and then instrumental or the vice whole, versa? The whole shebang? Yeah. Well, let's say break it down from lyrics, how long it takes you to create a lyrics, and then how long it takes you to create the melody. Okay. So, lyrics can take a quite, quite a bit. But usually in this situation that I'm in with Triple Murder, we'll sit down and it'll take us about uh, a day like by day i mean like four or five hours sitting in a room together writing riffs and figuring out the arrangements and all that and then uh after that like we'll come back the next day and so all in all about a week if you were to do uh the process from start to finish for one song it might take about five five to seven days okay and where do you pull your inspiration for both of them is it the same inspiration let's say lyrically and musically yeah um Musically, literally just I you just always got to stay in tune and listen to new stuff or you can just go back because there's so much, so much stuff to listen to that came before. Right. Uh, that or you'll have a bad day at work and you'll come home and you'll beat on your guitar and you'll come up with some crazy thing or you'll be at work and mostly work. <laughs> <laughs> you see a plate, you're like, ding. Oh, wait. Does yeah. that ever happen to you when you like hear a series of sounds? You're like, yes. oh, that could be a great melody. Uh, the Sesame Street thing. Where you go, da, da, na, na, na. Mano, mano. Bum, ba, na, ba. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wrote a wicked riff out of that. Really? I yeah. You just hear random things, right? And you're like, you hear a melody in your head and then you try and translate it to your uh, instrument. Does it, does it ever, sorry, does it ever happen to you right before you go to bed? You're like, oh, I have a great yes. lyric and I'll remember it tomorrow morning. No, <laughs> it's gone. It's gone. Okay. It's gone. It's a great lyric, great riff. You got to you got to get it out as soon as it happens, you know. Or you could go with the uh oh, if I can't remember, it's probably not that good approach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, right before we started this podcast, you told me that uh, you have a recording studio per se at home, mm -hmm. right? So you prefer doing it at home or in a professional In setting? my honest opinion, I prefer having a so like a person at the desk that has more experience than I do. I usually just 
like going into a studio with with a song that's thought out and everything and just hit record and ready to go. But uh, in this day and age, it's just so easy with all the tutorials on YouTube that you should just do it by yourself anyways. You know what I mean? Maybe send like track, do the tracking in your basement. Half the time, you don't even need a real amplifier. Just plug in a, uh, an interface, uh, get some plugins, and uh, you're pretty much good to go. Spend a hundred bucks, you get instead of spending like thousand dollars on ans- on uh, amplifiers and stuff. Although I, I did that too. You 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 weren't sure at the beginning. It was the same thing for me. You're like, right, I need this, this, and then you realize at the end, yeah, simple works as well. I never. I just started getting into home recording about four or five months ago. Oh, really? In- intensely, okay. yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a whole new world, isn't I, it? As soon as I got a PC and and stuff, I was like, I'm hooked. I gotta now. Now I'm spending more money on microphones than I am on amplifiers and stuff. But do you find it a lot easier to if you have something in your mind, you could go right to the mic and just start recording it? Yes. I uh, the other way, I would uh, take two two cell phones. I would record one track on one, and then like just with like the the microphone on your cell phone like for a voice memo or something so you hit the voice memo record button and then you record a riff and then if you want to double it or add like a harmony on top of it you'll take your other phone and you put it right beside the other one and uh you hit play and then you record on the other one so then you got you can double track stuff like that that's a pretty creative way to doing it it's really cheap i used to do it with tape decks but it worked, right? It did. And, and now you have your new method of doing it. Yeah, hopefully those tapes don't come out when I die or something like that. It's kind of embarrassing. So uh, what would you say was your biggest challenge when you first learned how to play rock and roll or do rock and roll, creating rock and roll? You mean like... Uh, As a beginner, learning all the basics about it and uh, the creation aspect. Learning about like the rules of it and the tempo or the structure. Uh... Or even playing the guitar. Yeah. It's more like, uh, it just, it was weird because I just loved the music so much. I just, uh, I just absorbed it like a sponge. I just sit at the, the computer or the radio with the guitar and just play along and go to the, we used to have a UPS store up the street. I used to go there and spend all kinds of money on the internet and downloading, uh, this, like, uh, notation. And stuff like that and study music that way. So speaking about studying music, do you know how to read music or are you more audio? Meaning you learn by listening. Oh, um, I can read tablature, which is like a cheating way of reading real music notation. But I also, it's both really. If you're going to learn a song, you're going to want to, you're going to want both. Especially when it's tablature and not uh, legit stuff straight from the studio or something. Okay. Now, what is your biggest challenge today? Uh, Just uh, c- keeping things fresh and not playing the same thing over and over again. Uh, in terms of listening to music, rock and roll is kind of is, is kind of still budding in my mind. There's a lot of cool stuff that's still coming out, but I still go back and listen to the old Led Zeppelin records and stuff like that. Okay. And when you listen to your old music, do you cringe or you just say, you know what? I grew from this. Yes. I'm so <laughs> glad that I can do better than this now. But also you take half of the stuff that you wrote before and you still like, I still use stuff from seventh grade, eighth grade, even like stuff that I wrote in the basement in high school, you know. Do you ever remaster an old song or? By remaster, you mean like uh, redo. take an old one and redo it? Yeah. But like change a few things. Let's yes. Say, yeah. Okay. Always. 
always like if you're if you're using an old song you might as well like because the thing is you run it through a bunch a whole new group of people right and it's not just you and the band you got to really think about other stuff but yeah yeah okay and how often do you practice one song until you're perfected uh before as, a show as oh before a show yeah. uh as many times as it needs to be done i usually i usually learn a song and then just leave it and then when it when it comes up that i gotta play it again i'll relearn it per se and then i'll have new ears on on it you know what i mean mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. perspective have you have you ever screwed up on a show? <laughs> all the time, all the time. I'm the best, worst guitar player there is, man. But do people catch it? Or you- oh, that's the thing, man. Not not. <laughs> oh, it's hard to tell. Some you usually you look at someone's face and they make that that squint. They're like, that didn't sound right. But you know, you can really you can usually get by. But you're like, yeah, you know, I meant to do this. Yes. <laughs> you always got to pretend like you meant to do it or else you just look like an asshole. So uh, how many shows have you done so far if you can count? Oh, my whole career? career? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. At least not that much, but over 20 shows at least. If you count house parties and stuff. Anything where you perform to the public? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anytime I'm in a, in a room with a bunch of people on a guitar, man. So at the clinic, tons. you know, waiting at the post office, yeah, waiting for the bus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On no. the bus, <laughs> I'm sure everybody enjoys listening to other people's music on the bus. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, if you don't mind me asking, do you have any crazy stories of one that happened at one of your shows? Not necessarily music related, or something a fan did, or stage didn't light up so you're playing in the dark i don't um, know um so we got this gig once i'm not gonna say who we were playing for because i'm no not need. i don't really like them anymore because of this show but uh we get to the show we were promised a, a 25 to 30 minute slot and then uh, the promoter comes up to us and says uh you, uh you guys are gonna have to play uh 15 minutes tonight because uh, we don't want to overcrowd the other opening bands i'm like okay sure no problem and then uh and then I go up to the guy who's headlined the gig and he's like, he's, he's like a pretty, like he played with one of my favorite bands. Okay. Let's just say I really look up to who he played for, not him necessarily, but I went up to him and I just want to just shoot the shit and say, Hey, how's it going? You know, I'm super glad to be opening for you. And you played with like some of the best people in the industry. And I said, how you doing? And he says, I'm good. Brushes me off and then walks away. I'm like, Oh, Okay. So we ended up playing uh, 45 minutes and they pulled the plug right at the end of our set and uh, we finished the, finished the song. We're not allowed to play with this guy anymore, but yeah. But I'm sure the crowd loved it. Yeah, but that was in my old band. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. And speaking about this guy who played for a band that you liked, did you meet any, let's say, celebrities or? Not really. No? No. Not, not yet. No, I'm working on it. Yeah, and do you have any inspirations? Anybody you look up to to give you inspirations to make music? Oh or? yeah, well, even some people that are have deceased. Uh, rest in peace to uh, Daryl Abbott of Pantera. I got his name on my wrist. He's an amazing, amazing uh, force in the guitar community. Uh, Avenged Sevenfold, huge fan of those guys. Uh, even like Leonard Skinner, and I saw Skinner in uh, like two years ago at Blues Fest amazing show great i like just yeah 
<laughs> I cried. Hey, there we Jordan go. Freebird. He played the strings of your heart. They did. Um, is there anybody you would like to meet? So, ye- oh yeah, yeah. Uh, anybody from Pantera that's still alive? Uh, Phil Anselmo, Rex Brown. I'd like to meet uh, Brian Hayner, also known as Sinister Gates of Avenged Sevenfold. I'm a huge fan. I want to. I meet that whole band. My God. Oh, who else? Is Bob Dylan still alive? He'd be cool to meet. I, I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll put that on the bucket list, right? Oh, there's a big bucket list. <laughs> it's a big bucket. It's a barrel. <laughs> it's a barrel. Yeah, it's a 50-gallon barrel. Um, when it comes to creating your music, do you prefer doing it alone or with your band? So when you're creating the melody or the lyrics per se? It depends on the situation. Uh, if, if you're in a room full of people and something pops in your head, I mean, do it. It, you know, it depends on your circumstance, but sometimes when you're in a band situation, you're forced to actually write a melody on the spot. Really? Well, yeah. Cause they're like, oh, we need something here. I'm like, okay, give me like five minutes. I'll be back. And do you tend to like, just make it on the spot? And then do you go back to it saying, I wish I would have put that instead. Or you're like, well, you, yeah, usually, satisfied. usually when it comes to that, you, you write it and then you go home and you, you sweat it out and you work on it a little bit more. It's just a tad. Just a smidge. Now, how has rock and roll helped you relax when you're stressed? <laughs> oh, man. Just like any other kind of music would help anybody else out. It's just you just when you're having a bad day or you just throw on some ACDC. If you're having a good time, if you're stressed out, you know, either way, it all all sorts of emotion come into play. Right. When you're stressed out, you just throw it on and bang your head a little bit and just have a good old time. Crack a beer. You're good to go. Now, for myself, when I create my music, I create my most creative stuff when I'm almost falling asleep. Mm-hmm. So for you, is it more sleepiness or emotion or how would you say is your thought process that actually helps you create it? Well, you, you, you get an initial idea down. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't like I've written songs at 3.30 in the morning. I've written songs at 8 in the morning. Who knows? I went to bed or not. But that's not the point. The point is that uh, usually you have an idea in your head and you try and get it out of your head into some hardware or whatever. You just write a chord progression and then uh, you listen to it and you're like, what what else should be here? Like, especially when you're writing a guitar solo, you already have the melody for you. And uh, you, yeah, literally just just give her. Just go and just go do <laughs> just it. Go in it. Just do it, man. Balls deep, you know? I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like <laughs> it's a feeling. It's it's strange, right? Because like the worst. Sometimes I'll be in like I'll be like a party and I won't even have a guitar, but I'll have an idea in my head. And I'll grab my phone and go like, hmm, <laughs> or you people look at you like, what? What the <laughs> hell is he doing? This guy's like humming into his phone in the corner. <laughs> but I know exactly what you mean. I do the exact same thing. I'm walking in the streets. Just that's a great song. There you go. That's a new triple murder song right there. Boom. Copywritten. Nobody takes this idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we talked about how it helped you relax. Has rock and roll ever stressed you out? <laughs> yeah. On a personal level. With uh yeah. You're sit uh you're sitting in a room and you're you're writing a song and you tell your buddy that riff sucks and he says your riff sucks and now you're everybody's stressed out because everybody thinks it sucks. Or just uh yeah. Has it stressed me out? Of course. The lifestyle is stressful too, you know what I mean? 
rock and roll is more than just a just a genre of music, right? Is a way a way of life per se? Yeah. You you wake up, you know, you listen to music, uh, you know, you have you have a couple drinks after work, you know, you go pretty hard, party a little bit. Okay. And you said sometimes it's not miscommunication, but um, something hard to figure out a solution with your, I was going to say coworker, but no, your band member. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you usually solve it? Uh, usually just hash it out and be like, okay, if we're getting too heated, let's take a smoke break, have a cigarette, chill out, think about what we're doing here. And uh, usually just come back fresh headed and uh, everybody, you know, comes to an agreement on it you just really got to talk about it you know what i mean and uh, you got to realize that you're getting frustrated and stop okay and think about it and you just got to listen to other people's opinion that's a key thing and that's, that's really hard sometimes speaking of which how many bands have you been in if you don't mind me asking uh, three or four okay yeah and a lot of that has to do with the communication sometimes the communication didn't work out Long story short, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, it was like you're saying again, communication is key. Conflict of interest. Let's go with that. Communication is key. It's a relationship. Oh, yeah. It's a family. How did you uh, end up with your new band today? Did you meet them online, through a friend, through a gig? How'd you guys form? Uh, So, funny story. I started going to college to get some extra credits and I'm sitting there and I'm doing my work and... A guy walks through the door and he's got a really nice shirt. I said, I like that band. Cool shirt. And then I was like, holy fuck, I know him. That's a cool dude. So we hooked up again. It was this guy I met on uh, Kijiji like four years back or something like that. And I haven't seen him since then. So we just hooked up and started jamming, like hanging out, not even playing instruments together. And then um, I looked at him like after I got like a drummer like a kind of a drummer I had in mind that I wanted to work with. Uh, and I was like, I need a bass player. Do you want to play bass? So I ended up becoming my bass player and we got rid of that drummer and got a new drummer. That was his friend. And then uh, I was scrolling through Facebook and I saw this guy and uh, I added him and I said, are you looking for a band? And he's like, yeah. I was like, finally, it's so hard to find a musician. That's not like taken, taken. Yeah. Yeah. So you're three or four in your... Uh, four. Four? Okay. Yeah. And how'd you come up with the name? <laughs> Honestly, I thought it was a cool cool name. I just threw it out there. We had another idea um, that just didn't really jive with me that, that great. Like In hindsight, it sounded really cool, but then the more you thought about it, it wasn't that cool. And then uh, I'm like, you know what would be a cool name for a band? Triple Murder Suicide. That'd be really cool. And then my buddy was like, no, 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 drop the suicide. That's cheesy. And I was like, okay. So I pitched it to the band and uh, at first they're like, nah, nah, we don't like that. We're going to stick with this name. And I was like, eh, okay, okay. And you just let it simmer for about a month or so. And then they f- like, uh, and then we're going down this dirt road and we hit a dip in the road and uh, my buddy slams the brakes. Okay. And I'm like nearly face on the dash of this car. And I'm like, what the fuck and he says whoa whoa, look 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 there's three raccoons running in a circle and it was crazy hot out so they must have been delirious so there's three raccoons running in a circle i'm like dude if we would have killed those that would have been triple murder that's an interesting story that's wow i'm i'm still trying to figure out why those three raccoons were running in circles strange and it happened three times that night three raccoons running three times in a circle well like three times like we almost hit three raccoons three times 
That's a sign. Yeah, that's crazy. That's how the name came to be. That's that's very interesting. <laughs> I, I don't even know how to describe that. That was a trip, man. That's <laughs> how I would describe that. Uh, so what is your logo if you have one or like your uh, emblem? Okay, it's uh, it's three lines straight down. One in the middle's a bit lower. Okay, trying to imagine that. Yeah. Okay, and then it got one going through, so it kind of looks like three crosses, but also looks like an M and a T at the same time. Gotcha. Okay. You can go check it out at our Facebook profile. Oh yeah, Facebook.com dash triple dot red rum. So we're gonna beat all those links at the bottom and at the end, so you don't forget it. Uh, did you create the logo, or was uh, it somebody else? It, it, they might. Uh, dispute the fact that i came up with it but yes you're the one coming on this podcast publicly saying that you came up with it i came up with the logo and they helped me um improve it the shape of it and everything but the general idea was boom boom just three lines and a line going through it and then they're like well maybe we can make these three lines look like an m so it'd be like a tm like trademark triple murder that makes sense and uh, how long have you been together with this band? Eight months. Okay, so it's, you're still in the honeymoon phase, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our first show is coming up. You, you guys don't know this, but we're recording this in October. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming out in January. Yes. So, uh, do you have any shows coming later in 2019? <laughs> no idea. No idea. But uh, when when we know, we'll definitely stick it in. Of course. And um, is probably somebody's going to record it or anything like that? Or is uh, it- Yeah, I think we're trying to get a couple people. I don't want to n- drop any names because I don't really know who yet. But That guy, that girl, that other guy. There's a couple people yeah. in Ottawa that are really good at what they do and we're going to see what they have to offer. Okay, so perfect. So what we're going to do is once he has all that done, he's going to send me the links. I'll put it in the description so you can listen to it and you'll be ready for his next show whenever or wherever that is. Wherever it may be. Yeah, maybe it's going to be at the UPS store. Which (laughs) that would be pretty interesting. I'll play in your grandma's basement, man. (laughs) There you go. Um, Another question would be, are there any misconceptions about people who play rock and roll? Yes, that we're all assholes that just have long hair and drink beer all the time. But you don't know that one guy sitting in the office eight hours a day is a huge ACDC fan or a big Slayer fan. So, yeah, we're not all just raging alcoholics that hate our mothers. And Max is a pretty nice guy. Every time I see him, he's always smiling and saying hi. So, <laughs> like right now, he's got the most genuine smile on right now. Oh, my cheeks are just tickled pink right now. <laughs> oh. oh, Jesus. You're too kind. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, we're becoming best friends. <laughs> uh, how has rock and roll have an impact on your life today? Is it something that helps you get through tough times? Is yes. It, yeah? Yes. It, it builds you, it made you who you are today? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that and life itself, indeed. They're intertwined, right? Oh, God. The the emotions that I could not put into words, you know. Yeah, no, no, absolutely. The power it has. So much power. So much power. The the title of his next song. All the power. (laughs) All the power of the three raccoons. Three raccoons (laughs) must die. (laughs) I love animals. Oh, yeah. Uh well, a funny side story, I actually had squirrels who had babies in my car. Oh my God, really? They, and they put walnuts in there as well. Huh. Yeah. So, in your car? In my car. Like, they, were they gooey and stuff? Like They look, they look like little mice. Oh, that's so cute. But they were dead, unfortunately. Uh, speaking so, of dead there, squirrels. There were three of them. There was a squirrel that committed suicide in my pool this summer. 
That was great. Get a phone call from my girlfriend. Hey, you know what? I'm like, what? There's a squirrel, a squirrel drowned in the pool. And I was like, oh, okay. Can you come get it? No, I'm at work. Sorry. <laughs> so she grabbed a shovel and got it out. And I bet you she was not pleased. She's a country girl. She didn't mind. Okay, so she was all right. She was uh, like, all right, this is life. Yeah. It happens. This is life. This is death. <laughs> it's triple murder. It's triple murder. Um. So do you want to use, sorry, do you want to present rock and roll to other people or you more keep it to yourself? As in, would you want to teach somebody about it? Or Yeah. yeah? Of course. Uh, anybody who's willing to listen. Just like uh, speaking on your own beliefs about anything, you know, you don't really want to talk if they're not there to listen, right? And uh, I'll put it in your face every now and then. I'll blast a tune. On the bus. On the bus. (laughs) I'm that guy with loud headphones on the bus. Have you ever taught anybody or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I've I've taught a a few tricks to a couple people. Yeah. I always get people ask me, hey, can you show me this? Can you show me that? I'm like, of course. You just got to, you just got to show up and I'll, I'll show you, man. Okay. Nope. I I once took guitar back when I was younger, but I can't read music and I'm not very coordinated. I have a piano right here, but I go one key at one a time. One key at a time. But so sometimes it takes me six hours to create a melody. Oh yeah. But that's the creative process. That's it. That's it, man. Different ways of different things, right? You know. So you say you taught a few tricks. Do you have? I don't know if this is a thing, but a signature thing that says. I'm Max, and also, do you have a name? I forgot to ask that. Sorry. Like yeah. A stage name. Yeah, stage name. Oh God, yeah, Max Neck Shredder. Max Neck Shredder. Name. Yeah, Max Neck Shredder. And obviously, I have to ask, how you come up with that? Uh, it was a, it was a given name. Uh, it was like a joke. I made a joke on Facebook. I was like, "Hey, Max Neck Shredder, play guitar super fast." And then, then they introduced me as Max Neck Shredder on stage a couple times, and everybody knows me as Neck Shredder. And I was like, "Okay, I'll, I'll roll with it until the wheels fall off." But the, the wheels are standing strong, right? They're very strong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you have any social media links or websites you'd like to share with the audience? Yes. Instagram, triple underscore murder underscore official is my new band. Uh, you can go check me out on Instagram as well. Max Neck Shredder, one word. N-E-C-K-S-H-R-E-D-D-E-R, Neck Shredder. And uh, yeah, triple murder, one word on Facebook. Boom. And uh, is there a place where people can listen to your music or download or buy? Actually, we're dropping our first single on the 20th of this month, which is a week before our first show. So by the time you hear this, this (laughs) was three months ago. You might you might have (laughs) another track up there. Probably Bandcamp. Probably might get it get it on Spotify, uh, Apple Music and all that good stuff. The title of this album coming out in a few days. What is it called? The song will be called Crawl. Crawl. Oh, sorry, not album song. Okay, crawl. Yeah, we don't have an album idea yet. Okay, and we got one, but you're not. Hush, hush. You're not gonna know about that just yet. (laughs) Question I should have asked earlier on. I know I'm messing this up so many times. Um, What is your favorite song that you've created? It's a tough question. Drum roll. All of them. There you go. <laughs> no favorites. Your father, like your your this these songs are your children, your father, you love them all equally. They're all my favorites. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's fair. I'm not gonna ask anything more about that. If they're my babies, I'd probably hate one of them. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I love children. Um and animals. You're a guy who loves everything. Stuff. Yeah, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh is there I, I keep messing this up, but is there any place you prefer to perform? Like clubs or outdoors or house anything anything yeah if you if you pay we will play 
Even even for I I love benefit concerts too. I've played a couple of those. They're good fun. Get a free poots in here and there. It's good times. Have some beers. Just you know, free food, free beer. Ah, it's great. Literally, how can you go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, now you said you don't have a question for me, but I have to ask anyways, do you have a question for me about rock and roll? Oh man. Anything like we could talk, you talked about today or anything like that or. What's, when was the first time you actually heard a screaming guitar and some loud drums? A stream like in live or. In general, like on the radio um, it has to be when I was young. It was actually the first type of music I listened to. That's so cool. And my dad was a big fan of rock and roll, and I just listened to it from then. I only discovered hip hop in my early tweens. I don't know if that's a thing, but yeah. up until then, it was all rock and roll. Probably around when we met. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, at the time, I didn't, I wasn't able to differentiate the different types of rock and roll. I was. But until as as I got older, I understood. Oh, okay, there's different types. This is hard rock. This is yes, exactly. Blues. This is blues. This is hard blues. This is rock and roll, generic rock and roll. Or yeah, yeah. And my taste evolved within time. Which actually has your taste evolved? Oh God, yeah, yeah. What did you start off with, and then what are you into now? Kind of thing. As I said, I started off with uh, all the mainstream stuff that was coming out. Usher, uh, Shania Twain. like a little bit of compa music, Creole music, Car- Caribbean music, all that stuff was around when I was really young. And then uh, I started listening to Megadeth and Metallica and all that stuff. I See, that's the thing, right? You listen to this and then like uh, maybe you don't like it now, but you'll like it 10 years later. So like when I'm like 12, I was like, ACDC sucks. <laughs> they suck. They're terrible. Put on some Slayer. You know, and then and then, you know, time goes on and you you understand you understand where they're coming from. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, It's a maturity thing, I, I would guess. Do you think you're going to still like the same thing you like now and 10 years later? Yes. Yeah. yeah. 20 years later. Oh, <laughs> uh, brain fart. Yeah. Um, this might be another tough question. I'm throwing all these random questions. I like it. Is there anything you don't like about the rock and roll culture? The hard drugs. The hard drugs? Basically heroin, cocaine, and meth. Amphetamines. And how they always post that online saying, oh, these these rock and roll people have taken these and they don't focus on the people who are actually doing a lot of hard work and it's, creating, right? Yeah, it was, that's another stigma is that rock and rollers just do drugs and party all the time. But the what I don't like about hard drugs is that how it, it kind of consumes a lot of people and makes them paranoid and commit suicide, which has happened Quite recently, it was like Chris Cornell or Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park and, uh, you know, like the Kurt Cobain thing. He was a heroin junkie. So, you know, it kind of twists your mind into thinking stuff that's not, you know, real or could be fixed when you think it can't be fixed. Mm-hmm. You know, Do so, you th- uh, sorry, go ahead. So go if ahead. you need help, you know, just reach out. There you go. That's always a good advice to give out to people. Yeah. Do you think it's something our generation faces more or is an older generation thing? I feel like it hasn't changed much at all. No. Now drug culture is, is here to stay, but there's, it's like, you know, you just got to be more aware of what's going on. And, uh, uh, you can always say no. You know what I mean? You're not missing out. I completely agree with you on that. No, but this is great. I've actually learned a lot more about, uh, 
rock and roll and a little bit about heavy metal. We're going to have you back for that heavy metal aspect. I'm a huge metal fan too. He's literally covered in metal right now. I His got he- so much. I actually have a bunch of band tattoos on my right arm. Speaking of which, what band tattoos do you have on your arm? I have a The Power Slave by Iron Maiden and uh, I got the, uh, the Death Bat from Avenged Sevenfold and then I got a, a Pantera logo. And then I have a, this isn't really heavy metal. I do like that one though. That's a Jimi Hendrix tattoo. It's a tribute to the man, Jimmy. I like the colors on it. Oh, it's, it's one of my favorites. I, do you, did you post a picture of that anywhere or your tattoos? I would love to see, like show that too. Yeah, I can honest. post a picture actually. If you follow me on Instagram, I'll do it tonight. Perfect. And when you mean tonight, you'll see it in three months. Yes. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> so, I don't know. I forget as well too. We're silly. Yeah. Well, So there you have it. Another body with a hobby. I'm your host, Alex. And thank you, Max, for sharing your passion hobby about rock and roll. I am so glad you came in. You're very enthusiastic and willing to share everything. And you were not shy at all. Hey, man. Um, I would love to have you back for heavy metal and any other hobbies you may have had or have today. I will be Uh, back. Absolutely. You live right down the block. So it's perfect. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about Max, you could find him on the social media links that I will post below in the description, Instagram, website, or? Uh, not yet. Not yet. We'll work on it. You know what? When we- I get it, I'll send it to Alex and he will post it up. Perfect. There you go. And uh, yeah, so if you'd like to be on the show or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. So until the next episode, make some time for your hobby. Make some time. Take care.